Welcome to the Ortho Eval Pal Podcast, where we can help you build confidence with your orthopedic evaluation and management skills. We hope you enjoy the show. And now, for your host, Paul Marquis. Hello and welcome to episode 27 of the Ortho Eval Pal Podcast. I am your host, Paul Marquis, and welcome. Uh, today, I thought we would uh, do something a little different. We're going to change gears here and uh, talk a little bit about the foot and ankle I was out last night, and this is where this really struck me. This is why I want to talk about this. We were out last night with my wife. We were out for about a four, four-and-a-half-mile walk. And about three-quarters of the way back, my right anterior tib was starting to bother me, kind of like shin splinty type pain. Um, and uh, my posterior tib tendon was starting to aggravate me a little bit. So I looked down, and I was watching my feet as I was walking to notice that my right foot was pronating significantly more than my left foot. So then it struck me, this has to be the surface that we're walking on. It's not something that I've had in the past as far as an abnormality in my foot and ankle. And looking down the road, I noticed that it was cambered significantly, much higher in the middle than it was on both sides. Um, and it was like, you know, a six to eight inch difference from the top to the uh, side. So I thought I would take a look at that and uh, talk about how we would analyze the type of surfaces that we walk on and how that affects our feet and our ankles. And uh, I know this is really loaded. We could go on for probably hours talking about this and um, getting into biomechanical stuff. But I thought we'd get a little start on this since uh, it's spring and up here in northern Maine, there's still about three feet of snow out in the fields, but people are getting out and starting to walk and we're excited. It's over 30 degrees. Um, and and this is when we see a lot of people with foot and ankle injuries because they've been cooped up all year and uh, they want to get out and start some walking. Um, and uh, so uh, what we'll do today is we'll talk about a couple things. We'll talk about the walking surface that you're on. And then we're going to talk about a few different foot and ankle problems that um, can come from walking on these surfaces or walking in certain directions. So first thing I want to do is, is talk about walking on a treadmill. I think that, um, you know, a lot of people do it, especially in the winter when they can't have access to getting outdoors. Um, and what I really want you to get out of this today is we're not going to get super in-depth with this, but I think it's something you need to remember when you see your patients in your clinic and they say, well, I've started a walking program and now I'm starting to develop some discomfort in my feet, my knees, my hips. Ask them what types of surfaces they're walking on, Okay. When somebody walks on a treadmill, the one thing you need to remember here that makes this different than walking out on, let's say, hot top or pavement or cement is that most treadmills now have some shock absorption to it, okay? But the more important thing here is that the belt is below your foot, it's pulling back, and when your heel strikes that, it forces your foot into plantar flexion a lot faster, Okay. This means that you need to work your dorsiflexors a lot harder to support that foot and to slow it down eccentrically so it's not striking so hard, okay? So a lot of people who have shin splints, um, I noticed will develop them if they're starting to do a lot more running or a lot more walking on treadmills, and especially if they have a harder-soled uh, shoe or a harder-heeled um, sneaker, that will also uh, cause the foot to plantar flex a lot faster. So you have to work harder eccentrically, okay? So that's one thing with the treadmill that can can be a little different. People will come in and say, gee, I walk outside all the time, and then I got on a treadmill, and the, the front part of my leg started to bother me or I started to develop some shin splints. And, and that is a, a common problem is that belt is pulling the heel back. The foot is plantar flexing faster and you're having to work harder eccentrically. 
Let's talk about walking on a cambered road. Okay. Now, most oftentimes we should, this is what we should be doing is walking against traffic. Okay. Which means that if there's a camber, if the center of the road is higher than the outside of the road, when your right foot strikes the pavement, it is going to go into pronation a lot more. Your heel is going to cal is going to evert more. Okay. And you're going to therefore be working the anterior tib tendon and anterior tib muscle harder. Your posterior tib muscle is going to be working harder because it is helping to support that medial arch as you're driving it into pronation even harder. And then your soleus is going to be working harder and your Achilles is going to get a lot of strain to it because that Achilles has medial attachments onto the calcaneus. And if that calcaneus goes into a lot of eversion, you end up with a lot of stress on that insertion and even in the tendon. And the soleus is going to stress really, really hard eccentrically. And the soleus is a very big contributor to um, shin splints. So now if we look at the other foot, okay, so the left foot, if you're walking against traffic, you're going to have more of a supinatory type of foot posture. You're going to be bearing more weight on the lateral side of the foot. So those people will will have more tenderness in the proximal uh, fifth metatarsal. Um, they might have a little more peroneal discomfort uh, than other folks. They may develop a little more medial joint pain in the knee, especially if they have arthritis because that medial side of the knee gets compressed a little bit more because the foot is supinating more when it's striking. Um, and it can also cause some discomfort at the hip, okay? A lot of people will develop some uh, lateral uh, IT band discomfort and or um, some discomfort at the greater trochanteric uh, bursa or the lateral uh, hip muscles. And so looking at that surface is very important. So if people are always walking like I do, I do a lot of my walking on a very cambered road. Um, if the, if the traffic isn't bad, uh, I live out in the country. It's nice. I, I walk right on the center if I can. And, um, so that is important. That can really, uh, identify problems. Uh, quite often I see people walking on cambered roads. It seems like they have more right footed and right ankle problems than, uh, those who, uh, walk on a very level surface. Okay. So take that into consideration. Ask your patient, what side of the road do they walk on? And is there a big camber in the road if they are walking on a road? Um, the next surface um, is a like an oval track. A lot of people like to uh, walk or run an oval track. Some uh, of these uh, gymnasiums now have tracks inside. So you're really um, turning a lot to one direction. So if you're the type of person that likes to run or walk in a counterclockwise direction, you need to be thinking about what that does to your foot and ankle, to your knee and to your hips, if you keep going in the same direction over and over and over. So let's just take uh, the right leg, for example, if you're walking in a counterclockwise direction on an oval track. Okay, so what happens to the foot? The foot is naturally going to um, supinate a little bit more because the pressure is going to be out laterally. Okay, the medial aspect of the knee is going to bear much more weight. So your knee is going to go into more varus. All right. And then the hip is also going to take some tension because if that knee is going into varus, your hip is going to stress a little bit more um, when doing that. So people who run or walk, especially on small ovals, will generally have more discomfort. Now, if you look at the left leg, if you're going counterclockwise on that oval, your foot is going to pronate a lot more. Your knee is going to go into valgus, um, and you're going to sustain more stress to the lateral side of the knee, and um, you're going to cause more tension to the medial arch supporters of the foot. 
Okay. So it's important that if you are the type of person who likes to walk on a track or on an oval track, especially if they're kind of short and you're doing a lot of turning really quickly, you want to change directions uh, as equally as, as possible so that you can break that up um, on both sides. So that's all I'm going to talk about today uh, as far as uh, road surfaces and foot and ankle dysfunction. I'm going to get a little more specific in some future podcasts talking about like rear foot pain and the different um, locations there that cause discomfort. I think that when you see a patient in your office, they're starting to talk about foot pain and there's been an increase in walking or an increase in jogging or running. You need to be analyzing different things like shoe wear, the surfaces they're walking on, um, and and looking at their foot posture. I mean, there's a lot to do here. I'm going to try to break this up over several podcasts so we can understand it a little bit better. Um, And I videotaped myself walking last night on this cambered road, and it's pretty impressive. So I'm going to try to get this video off of my camera onto YouTube on my channel and um, go to um, Ortho Eval Pal with Paul Marquis on YouTube. I'll have the link in the show notes here. You can just click on that. Check out this gate on the cambered road, and you're going to be really impressed to see how much my right foot pronates. Left foot kind of stays in a nice neutral position, and you can really break that down and analyze why a person would have a problem on one side more than the other. Um, other thing I want to uh, mention to you folks is that uh, I've uh, developed over the last three years a new slant board, uh, which is super heavy duty, portable and adjustable. This is going to be the cat's meow when it comes to gastroc soleus stretching and treatment of equinus problems. We know that uh, over 90% of foot and ankle related problems are due to an equinus foot or um, a loss of dorsiflexion because of calf tightness. So this is called the easy slant. I love this thing. We use it in the clinic all the time. We have a major league baseball team using it right now. They love it. And, um, we are uh, we have uh, crossfitters using it uh, fitness folks runners and it's been uh, the ideal piece of equipment because you can fold the thing up put it in your backpack take it with you to the gym or uh, to the court or wherever else you're going where you need to do some flexibility before you get started and or after and that is called the easy slant you can you can find it at easyslant.com Please uh, send any comments or questions about that. I would be more than happy to talk to you about that little project, um, which I am extremely ecstatic about. Um, Last thing I want to mention is that we're going to be starting some mentoring with folks. So if you are a um, a PA, an FNP, uh, OT, PT, athletic trainer, strength and conditioning coach, and you want to fine-tune your orthopedic evaluation skills to the next level, Talk about evaluating patients better um, and what to do with them when you have a certain diagnosis. We can even talk about treatment techniques. Um, I'm going to be starting a a mentoring uh, program where we're going to be one-on-one online and um, really make uh, this very fruitful for you so that you can be much more specific, much more efficient with your evaluations, waste less time, and take my 25 years of experience and put it into a, a short amount of time and uh, get the meat and potatoes, which is really going to help uh, accelerate your ability to do orthopedic evaluations. So thanks again for listening. Um, please stay tuned. We're going to have a lot more on the foot and ankle coming up and a lot of great episodes, and I'm excited about doing this. So again, thanks for listening, and we will uh, talk to you soon. Take care. We hope you've enjoyed the show. For some more awesome content, go to orthoevalpal.com. Can't wait to see you there.